Welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Some, you're going to hit that mark one of someday these times. You'll, someday you'll get that intro, John. Yeah. <laughs> You, I, what were you paying? I, 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 I always like I always like delay it a couple seconds because you always come in early every single time. It just cracks me up. It's fine. You, know, you it's, should just give me a thumbs up and I'll say it. <laughs> I don't need Let's a, try that next time. I don't need a five, four, nine, or seven. You know the worst part is? I always thought that was like a recorded deal. I didn't know I actually read it. <laughs> well, no. Every time. It's live you every know, time. You know how many times I screw that up? Uh, just uh, once. You've only done it once. I did it last week. I know that was the only time. No, I've screwed up way more times. Maybe a while. No, ago. but there, there's been a couple times. There's probably like maybe two or three times we've had to like retake the intro. And I think last week was like John was mixing epoxy at the same time and he was panicking. Yeah. Well, and also my brain can't stir a little stick and talk at the same time. <laughs> you were you had other things in your mind. Yeah, like the, John, welcome, welcome, Dan, Tommy, hi, hi, <laughs> very official there. Sorry, I thought we, we, we were could, already we, we were just already banter forever. But and I mean, like, hey, hey, let's welcome. at least make it. Let's start the show. Yeah. All right. So we okay, are, we have officially started. Okay, now we're back in the shop. We are. We're still in the shop. Yeah, we've been. No, we're back is, in the shop. We moved the entire shop down to the St. Paul and had our ice show and then came back here. Yeah, yeah. I was. I thought you were talking about for the show though. Oh, for this show. This show. Iceman. You said the show. Sure. There was only one show I was concerned about for the last two and a half. Ouch. Ouch, dude. <laughs> this one, too. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> some of us, uh, some of you did come out and see us at the show. At yes. the, at the we St. had Paul a lot show. of listeners come and show up, and I uh, introduced a lot of them to my wife because she doesn't believe me we have any listeners. Um, apparently, you know, there's like nine. And my mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. It All was right. very cool. I really, it, it's really cool to hear people say, hey, you know, I really like listening to your podcast because it's, done this for my life and I've, I've learned stuff and I'm like that's you know I didn't think this would go even last this long well and I just want to mention something real quick it's just like it's pretty cool looking at the stats for the show and as of today we have 62,000 total plays that's a lot 62,000 plays yeah, that's like thanks, guys. Double the it's population like, of Andover. It's like the whole Viking Stadium. <laughs> Listen right, at one yeah. time. There you, that's that's, that's what we should do is put that on instead of the Vikings game. It'd be better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, last week they for sure. lost to the Lions. Ouch, painful. <sighs> at least yeah. you're at the show. I was. You had a captive audience across the way at the Ice Ice Castle people, and I was the pe- person cheering for the Lions because <laughs> my business partner Adam loves the Vikings so much that he was like freaking out. Was he distraught? It wasn't even distraught. It was like he was going through labor. He was freaking out. He's like rocking back and forth. And I'm like, go Lions. And you, can't, they, you can't be a Vikings fan and be that distraught any, anymore. And when they won, I started laughing so hard because I was like, I can't believe they screwed this up. That's that's a true Vikings fan right there. You have to just like just laugh off the, the losses because there, there's nothing you can do about that. Exactly. Nothing. Well, Dan, it's the worst. We have a guest in studio. We do. And do you want to say his name or do you want to not butcher it? I'm going to give it a go. shot. He coached me beforehand. So I'm feeling like six times. I feel like I have a chance now. I think you nailed it. I think I can do it. Okay. The first name, Chris. Ooh. Got that one. We got it. Got that one. Last name, Messerschmidt. Bingo. Nailed it. Oh, you finally got one right. There we nailed. Go. And that was not an easy one either. No. It's not an easy one. Oh, Chris, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So Chris is, um, well, you're a, f- a fishing guy. You are a, a tournament walleye fisherman. Yep. But you also are an employee at the Tune Up Shop. Yep. I'm so here. we literally pulled you off your bench tonight. I don't know if he pulled me off the bench. I think he was trying to go home. Him away. <laughs> but we, I wanted to talk about tournament fishing because you've, you've tournament fished quite a bit. Uh, yeah, probably over the, well, hard over the last 
five years. It's yeah. nothing much before then, though. But it's uh, it's been a, it's. Did you just wake up one day and said, "I want to be a tournament fisherman"? <laughs> no, it's actually an interesting story. Um, so my dad actually was in the market of buying a boat, bought it, and I had a bug up my rear, and I said, "Hey, I, we saw a tournament on Malax Lake," and I said, "You know, what if we? Oh, all right, what if we jump on and, and try a tournament just for fun?" And he kind of said, "I don't know about that," and. We decided let's just do it and had a lot of fun and the weird part is, is that we actually were doing very well like up until I think like 1.30 of the tournament and um, we learned a lot because it's, it's not one of those things where it's like you can go out there and catch fish. No, it, it, there's a lot more to it than just catching fish. There's like time management and a lot of things I did not know about and uh, we kind of were like, oh, we got this in the bag. Yep. Well, the, the bite turned on it like 2.30, just a little bit before check-in, and we kind of were like putzing around just looking for stuff. That was the worst decision ever. No, you fish until the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, there's was, no giving up. No, that was probably the biggest thing I learned. You don't stop until, you know, towards the end when you got to definitely be in. And yeah, unless you got to – I've been to some tournaments where you have to turn in big fish yeah. during the day to try to, I guess, not kill them all. Mm-hmm. So, no, it was, uh, it was one of those things where – Hey, we did the first one. It was a lot of fun. And again, fishing with your with your dad, it's, it's probably one of those things I'll remember forever. So, um, well, and that's kind of a cherishable memory too. Exactly. I mean. Yep. I know him and my great uncle. I know they talked about it. I mentioned it before. They wanted to do it a long time ago and just never did it. And you know, me and him now just love doing it. Yeah, you know, we get our little tiffs every once in a while, but. That's to be expected, but well, um, you're also tournament anglers. I mean, <laughs> when Chris, one of the rappers here, and I fished a tournament, um, I mean, we we busted our butts and we placed seventh in a tournament with forty guys and in a borrowed boat. And I mean, it was a long time ago. Forty guys or forty teams? Forty teams. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we placed seventh, and we were we were both pretty happy. I mean, we were fishing five footers, and it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah. But it, there's a lot to learn. I mean, like. I never, now I'm just a Lindy rig fisherman before tournament fishing. And now I've kind of come full circle and I've learned to kind of do it all because you have to, like, if you don't, if you don't learn those things, you're not going to be successful and not that I'm successful, but, but I mean, you you gotta, you gotta broaden your whole game plan. You can't just go in with, okay, I I know, I know how to fish jigs. Mm -hmm. I know how to fish plastics. And that's it. You you got to almost do everything yeah. now. Some some people like you always hear the uh, the big bass guys fisher strengths, and I think that's totally true. But you also have to learn the other stuff to be really versatile. Oh, what and, was the term? Fisher what? Uh, fish your strengths. First, yeah, fish your strengths. Okay. Sorry about that. Your strengths. Strengths. Okay. Enunciate. My is word. the base is the base messing with you? No, I, I thought His he said voice I is like he, three octaves lower than. I thought he said fish your strings, and I was like, what? What does that even mean? I don't even get that. But uh, that should be, be a new fish term. Your, fish your strings, like <laughs> yellow and I mean, green. You do have to literally fish your fishing strings, mm-hmm. or yeah. else you're never going to catch anything. Well, like I learned with walleye fishing, Ned rigging for bass. If I go fish bass with Ned rigs, I catch more walleyes than I do bass. It's great. You're going to different lakes than me. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I fish them in 35 feet of water, but there's a lot of walleyes down there. Hey, I'll I'll tell you right now, the 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 guy that won the, I think he won the AIM championship this year on Leak of the Woods. He was out live scoping. I think he was Ned rigging, from what I heard, and 
throttled the field. I mean, that's impressive to, to Ned rig on Lake of the Woods while everybody is mostly trolling is, is impressive. The Ned rig catches everything. Uh, everything. Believe me, I went out and bought a whole pile of, of Ned rig bass stuff. I don't I have no idea how to use it. John's giving me tips a couple weeks ago. There's, I remember that. There's glue. no just yeah. yeah, super glue the plastic onto the head and do not let that worm touch anything else in the boat because yep. it's got some chemical that if will, you use the the Elastec, yeah, that, that's yeah, what I yeah. Talking Greek to me, I don't know any of that stuff. Is there any the other Z-Man? Is there any other Ned rigs than those? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, the Guggen Bates makes a nice one. That's just regular plastic. I just bought the Z-Man ones. I bought every color. and The Z-Man ones usually I think that's last what I got, too. Yeah. I use a lot of white. Maybe yep. that's why I don't catch bass anymore. If you use the white around spawning time, it's really good. Mm, can't really fish walleyes during the spawn. Nope. Oh, not, you mean Not bass. walleye spawn. Oh, I'm talking bass. bass spawn. Sorry. Wrong species. No. Well, I mean, you were using bass lures, but yeah, you white around the spawn for bass I don't is think bass day. really care what you, what you throw in front of them sometimes. Other times... They can be the pickiest fish in the world. Well, during the spawn, white is a good color. Perfect. I'll give you that. White's a great walleye color, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I have heard. <laughs> if you ever want legit uh, Ned Rig tips, Larry Hansen. I'll start to keep that in mind. Larry Hansen makes a living on the Ned Rig. Oof. That's who showed it to me. Have you talked to Larry about that? Yeah. I mean, if you go on his boat on Minnetonka, you are Ned Rigging. And if you're not written at rigging, you're wacky rigging. Yeah, <laughs> that's those are the two options. Yep. Yeah, and he just crushes every day. And he crushes every the same fish, fish all day long. Yeah, yeah, it's it legit works. You ever think though that Larry's such a I mean, he's fished those fish for so long, he's probably caught some fish like seventy times that they just are like, hey, what's up, Larry? They just come up to the surface and <laughs> and flop around and get their picture taken and go back down. Larry's here. Let's Probably. go say hi. Yeah. <laughs> Is that that Larson? Let's yeah. go up and check it There's out. There's like nine bass just hey, sitting at the sur- <laughs> surface waving their little fins. Bye, Larry. He's, just tra- he's trained them at this point. Yeah. These are like special circus trained bass. I mean, I don't know. I never asked him that, those type of questions. I don't think that's the case. Hey, you, remember, you never know. <laughs> oh, no. No, but yeah, for real, if you ever have um, questions about Ned rigging, I'm going to have to hit him up when, he, when I see him next time. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. So do you fish, have you fished any ice tournaments? Uh, I have, uh, I've poked around it, just nothing big. Yeah. I thought about it. Uh, me and my uh, buddy almost did the upper, was that the UPL? Yep. Mm. A couple of years ago. Uh, just ultimate didn't pan, pan out. Yeah, ultimate pan fish. Like, never panned out, but uh, well, it might happen. Those are a much different tournament than people are used to because most people are used to like the ice fishing tournament you like the ducks unlimited one where they have 10,000 holes you go and sit and you have your like designated like six holes you can fish yeah. right is that area. the jc's one i was gonna one? say the jc's one yeah and you just no shacks allowed yeah and you freeze your because it's usually i don't know negative 30 to negative 60 that day with the wind chill so everybody freezes or people drink beer which is a whole different problem but these those upl tournaments those I guys mean, are legit. They're running and gunning. It's just like a real, how I would think a tournament would be, like a mirrored image of summer tournaments. Yeah. Well, Nate we, did that, right? Yep, Nate uh, Nate Ewer, Ewer did that from the shop. Uh, one of the other shop guys does UPL. I know a lot of guys that do it. Um, I've seen, uh, so it's just like, you know, us walleye guys in the summer, or even the bass guys in the summer, you know, our boats are all decked out. Those guys with their four-wheelers and their equipment, it's insane, some of the stuff. I have seen concocted on some of these machines. It's pretty wild. 
Yeah, and they, they, I mean, they have their electronics strapped down a certain way. I mean, some of those guys, they sit on the bucket with the flasher in front of them. Yeah. Have you ever seen those guys? Oh, yeah. They use a 20-inch rod that the tight liner that we built a bunch of for tournament guys, they're, they're insane. The other, the other thing I think is great with the uh, ice guys is a lot of those guys use those schoolie, the schoolie reels. Hardcore with that stuff. I think is that, that the red one? No, it's well, a little make, yellow one with the, the toothpick handle. I think like, they come in like different colors, though, or something. Yeah. But, but I think they do it because they want to keep hush-hush about catching fish more than anything. So there's no drag sound or anything? I think they can, like, they say they can thumb the thumb the drag instead of worrying about a drag. and Yeah, because they're obsessed. They usually like dialed in the whole time, I guess. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can't see myself doing it. But. Can you use a shack on those, too? Uh, some of them you can. Some of them you can. I think on the Ultimate Panfish League you can. You almost have to for some of those because they fish such, you know, one-pound test or yeah. sewing thread is what I've heard from some of those guys. <laughs> and it's like, I can't even see this stuff, let alone tie it. Yeah, my eyes suck. I would never be able to do it. Speaking of sitting on a bucket, did you go upstairs at the show on at St. Paul and yeah. see the, the, bu- the spinny bucket thing? No, oh, I didn't. Did I miss this? Yeah, this thing is legit. I got one. So you bought one? I did. Nice. I did. So if you, if, and I don't know any of the listeners were at the St. Paul show and went upstairs. So it was in the back corner. Like it was in the back corner. It's a, it's a, it's the guy from Missouri is the guy who's selling it. And he's, he made it for hunting uh, in hunting blind and for shore fishermen. Okay. So it's a, it's a round stool that has like four legs that attach to the bucket and there's openings between the legs. And then there's a seat on top, and the seat, the whole thing swivels around the lip of the bucket. So it like it has, I don't know how there does. There's not enough friction, but you literally just sit on it. And you can just free spool all the way around. But there's nothing mechanical about it. It's just the way it sits on the lip. Mm. It's fascinating, and it because it has the gaps in it. If you're fishing, you catch fish, you don't have to stand up. You just toss the fish right through the little slot things. Oh, it's amazing. What's the name of the product? I might have to check. I got to look it up, but you I'll, I'll bring one. it in. I'll say I'll bring it in. I'll yeah. bring it in. I got to see this. And it and it fits any, you know, the opening for a five gallon. So it could be like a short two gallon. It could be a five gallon. It could be a seven gallon. It could be whatever size it is, as long as that's that same opening size. So you just attach it to a normal five gallon. Yeah, it literally just sits. There's like little channels on the feet that just sit right on the lip of the buck, of the pail. There's no like hmm. ball bearings or wheels or anything. It's crazy. Weird. And it's cheap and it's sturdy. Oh, wait, wait. oh I think he sees a there's a picture. We have a internet assistant, advisor to the assistant John just No, that's not it. No, that's not it. Some of the stuff you see at the shows is always impressive. There's always it, new gadgets. It, this year it wasn't a ton of new stuff. I kind of I think COVID really changed the way products came out this year. It, it, I think there's gonna be a pretty good delay. Oh, for sure. And the number, the attendance was way down. We we felt it, and so did everyone else. Just people weren't weren't as gung ho to go shopping this year. I heard Saturday was shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, Saturday was more like a Friday. Oh, all right. I mean, used to be Saturdays were shoulder to shoulder the entire day. I mean, it went fast. Probably the first year in a long time I didn't uh, didn't actually go. Yeah, a lot of people said that, and they were like, oh, "I didn't really know about COVID. I just." Didn't know about a lot of stuff, and you know, throwing yourself into a cesspool of forty thousand people is a uh, is a risk. Did they ever throw out like what attendance was for that? Or not, not yet? No. It no. it didn't feel as crowded. No, 
No. Sorry, I'm trying to find the name of this thing here. <laughs> you guys talk amongst yourselves. Well, folks, <laughs> if you watch this, Dan's really, you can you can hear hear his brain working. Also, you can smell this weird smoke. Yeah. What's, what's that smoke smell? Something on fire? Sounds like Just a squirrel my, running my mind, on a wheel. My mind is on fire. Speaking of things in your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of things that are going to be on fire, what, what's the truck situation? Oh, my god! What's going on? I heard about this. I've never had... So, it, you know, the funny thing is, so I was at school last yesterday talking to one of my good friends who's in another grade level, and he was telling me that his wife had a mouse in her car. Like, she backed her car out. So they were in the garage. She backed her car out, and there was a dead mouse on the floor underneath her car. So it, it had to have come out of her vehicle, right? Yeah. So he's telling me this story, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of crazy, you know, ha, ha, ha. I go into my car today at the end of this work day, and my wife, who I don't know if your wives do this too, but every time we get in the vehicle, she has to bring a full-size box of Kleenex. <laughs> like, no, my wife, my wife brings this, this orange. You saw it probably at the show. It's like a... 64-ounce jug of water that fits nowhere in the truck. Oh, I've got one of those. So mine, it's tipped over before and then fell in the driver's seat, and it's like... You remember my wife works for a water bottle company. So I've got... You you go look at my car, I've got like five water bottles in there right now. Is it it one of those ones with the flip top so it like cuts the... Straw. The straw. I, I don't know, but every time she drives it, she puts it in the center, and I turn a corner, it falls. I've had it fall under the brake pedal. I have a fall under the gas pedal. I'm like, I am going to die with this thing one day. Can you please bring something normal like a cup? Nope. Need, need to get a Maverick with the patented water bottle holders in the doors. That's true. It is pretty no, slick. No, this thing is like <laughs> 10 inches in diameter. It's Ooh, like wow. a, it's like a half-gallon jug. It's like, what? What? who needs this much water in a one-hour trip? You don't even need water. You're not going to die. I'm not going to lie. I do the same thing. No, I told my kid last night he was we were at Target and he was like, Dad, I'm so thirsty. I said, Fine, drink your own spit. My wife started laughing. She's you can't say that stuff anymore. I said, He's gonna be fine. It's been ten minutes in Target. They do not need four water bottles right now. I need, so a, anyway. I need a seven dollar smoothie from the Target Starbucks right now, or I'm gonna die. Yeah. That's it. That is a real problem. It's a scary thing. <laughs> so anyways, she brings she always brings these these giant things of Kleenex, right? And then after the show, after the trip is over, they don't ever leave the vehicle, which is, I don't know how that happens, but they're in my vehicle. So anyways, I go out to the truck today after work and there's little pieces of tissue on the floor, (laughs) just little tiny little strips of it. I'm like, what the hell? So I look in the tissue box and there's like, it, it's clearly just cut. Like it's been chewed off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Something has been in my vehicle chewing this tissue. And I'm like, that's, uh, it's, uh, and I was first, my first thought was that I don't like what this is going to. <laughs> yeah, and my yeah. second thought most, was. Most people wouldn't. My second thought was it was hilarious because I was just making fun of my friend for it. And then while I was sitting there looking at this, out of the corner of my eye, I see a mouse run from the passenger seat up underneath the dash, right on the floor. I'm like, are you I mean, come on. Where there's one, there's more. Exactly. That little furry buddy's going to be in there, and he's going to be... And at that point, point, I couldn't do anything about it. I had to... I just had to drive home. Today was my daughter's birthday, so I had to go pick her up. And And now you're doing a podcast tonight, knowing that there's Larry the Mouse sitting out there. He can go in my truck. He'll fall right out of the floor. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mine mine is still in too good a shape. He'll he'll go in the cab corners and go, boy, this is not the vehicle for me. So it was uh, it was frustrating to see that, and then I uh, barely had time to get anything done. 
I want. I finally was able to stop at the hardware store on the way here to the shop tonight to do this. So I've got, I've got a, a, a trap sitting out there on the floor with some like special mouse catcher goo on it. You should just use peanut butter. I brought a jar of peanut butter, but when I was buying the mouse traps, there was this little jar, this little. It looked like a glue bottle. Yep. And I was like, that's going to be way easier for me than using peanut butter. Yeah. So I'm hoping to leave here and find a dead mouse. Or that's one, a- or one stuck to some glue that you down well Dan, dan's dan's got three kids and the back seat of his car is like it's like uh, chernobyl no it's like the you know like uh it looks like the floor of the metronome it's like a, you know like charlotte's web you know like templeton goes to the to the, the carnival sport, sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like mouse it's like mouse heaven back there it's yeah like, he just went oh i hit the jackpot guys <laughs> Oh, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it, the, it's like it's the seats are like the floor of the Metrodome. It's gross. Ew. Car seats and just stuff gets dumped. And that's then, why you don't let your kids eat in the car. Yeah, but no, I, I have should. a rule. Eh? There is no food, or I mean, food once in a while, but no our, drinks. Our, ours, we I bring my children little Tupperware trays they can eat out of, and they drop something, they're vacuuming out the whole truck. Yep. I brought my new truck over to Dan's house to show him, and his his son Devin immediately jumped in the bed, and his <laughs> feet were just com- his shoes were covered completely completely caked with like clay, like dried clay. <laughs> like, where like, did he get the clay? Bloom, bloom, bloom. <laughs> but then he wanted to get in the cab. I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> get those Damn. get those shoes off. You you can go, but you got you got to change your shoes. Oh, my my, kid, okay. my kids know like in the other car. I mean, you you bring out your shoes, you step in the car, you swap out shoes, you put the car shoes on. That's excessive. That right is there. excessive. I mean, maybe a little excessive. So I, I just read. So I, I had this problem with my Volkswagen before I sold it, um, where I had it, I had it parked outside, and squirrels got underneath the hood and chewed up the hood liner, and then chewed a, a wire harness that was like a fifteen hundred dollar wire harness. Oof. Well, now it turns out, well, doing some internet research, that almost every auto manufacturer nowadays, all their wires are coated in a soy based product instead of plastic. Yeah, so, so they don't like them. No, they love it. Oh, it's soy! It's basically like it's like a squirrel snack. And Ooh, I love the taste of this. <laughs> yeah, so squirrels and mice, and they'll just they'll just chew that stuff up. Okay, I found it. It's called the bucket stool. <laughs> <laughs> How original wow. of a name! Oh, no, I'm sorry, that's not right. It's called the original bucket stool. <laughs> the original. The original. I'll not check the, this not out. not to uh, be confused with later imitators. Yeah, the original bucket stool. That was a good. That was a good. 10-minute call back there, Dan. Yeah. I've been busy he trying was. to find... I've still been engaging and talking. If you saw the video right now, he is thumb-smashing that phone yeah, trying I'm to figure this out. I'm very happy. Look at this thing. Did you see it? Oh, oh he's got it, a picture. And it, and it flips over, and it's, it, clo- it acts as a cap for the bucket, and then it flips over, and it's a stool, and it rotates. This isn't bad. And it held me, so you guys can feel secure on your own. But you probably <laughs> got to buy a bucket that's halfway decent. Oh, it's got to be half. your bucket. Three yeah, and a half and five you. gallon buckets. Yeah, but I mean, like you buy like the Menards ones, you can't sit on those very long. Otherwise, stuff goes wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, if you go to like a hardware store and buy the paint bucket, you'll be fine. All right. So a better description is like if somebody took a normal bar stool and cut the very top off with the legs, maybe eight inches down and like put grooves. That's what. So are like you, on the top of are the you sitting on the actual, is the bucket supporting your weight or is it the legs that are supporting the your legs weight? The legs. Oh, so so you, don't, you could have the cheapest bucket ever, John. doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't so need it. special. Look at this guy. He's shucking peas right there into his bucket. Oh, 
So it's made for it's made for farmers. Made for. <laughs> oh no! You you the bucket is supporting your weight, yeah. and so are the legs. Well, so are the legs. I but think. the legs are attached to the bucket, though. It's not. They don't go to the ground. It's got to. It's got to be your bucket. I understand. All right. Yeah. The original bucket stool. Sponsor us. <laughs> There's a free commercial. There you go. I like the free product. Plug. I'm excited free about plug. it. It's going to save some space in the uh, in the sled going out there. Now I just got to get a six gallon bucket. Yes. Don't get a five gallon bucket. Or, or three and a half. It says on there too. But no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, your legs would never come off the ground. That would be for like a car detailer's got to get low and do the True. wheels or whatever. I tried to set on a five gallon bucket last year and it was too low. Really? Yeah. I like the seven-gallon buckets, personally. <laughs> it's a little taller, a little bit more comfortable. Plus, I can put bigger fish in there. Yeah, true. Yeah. All your 30-inch ball. All so I you have a mouse it. in your truck right now. <laughs> that sucks. I'm not happy about it. And it's I, only supposed to get warmer, so it's not like it's going to die of no, it's freezing gonna, or something. Or it's it going to die be, now, and it's it, going to be... That's then true. it's going to get warmer and nice and I think stinky. it just got in there, though. Because it had just started chewing that stuff. Watch, he's gonna he's gonna turn on his heat or something, and all of a sudden, corn or something's gonna fly out of the vents. Well, well, I, I do. I've have been a running with the heat really hot. Oof. Yeah, so, As if it smells like old cigars, it's not old cigars. It's dead mice. Yep. Uh, well, I know what dead mice smell. Here's like. how I know about this. In my dad's '74 uh, Roadrunner, we were pulling down the headliner, and literally all you hear is a. <laughs> we're like, oh, what was that? Three dead mice come rolling out of the headliner and fall into the dash. It was like, oh, oh no, my god, gross. Hopefully, there's not more. Well, I mean, I didn't. There's no. I didn't see any poop. I didn't smell anything. And their it, poop's pretty little, though. It just started if, to. If, it's, if your back seat's like the Metrodome, no, you might not notice. <laughs> it was the front seat that. where oh. I keep it clean because I have to sit up there. It was. It would just. It just started cutting the paper. I, I think it just came in there after this cold snap. Probably. And I've been parking outside because. The garage is still not ready for my truck after getting the boat out of there. So I think it just, I think it just climbed up there when it got cold. I have to park outside now too because my kitchen is in my garage. You are in a constant state of changing your house. I I was never anticipating remodeling my house for the last five years. It, but that life chose you. Yeah. Uh, we do we need to take a break. Are no, we we're break? on to tournament fishing. We should talk about tournament fishing. Excuse me. All right. So uh, okay. How do you organize all your tournament stuff? Because I can barely organize my boat as is. You have more stuff than a tournament stuff guy has, though. No, I don't have more tournament. I uh, bet he's got more crankbaits than I do. I, I mean, I have a lot, but yeah. I've seen people with way more. Uh, I would say... I mean, okay, like I have like 64 rods I try to bring along each time. Jeez. That's too many. That's a lot. Just kidding. It's only 63. I broke one. <laughs> um, I'd say for... Uh, you know, we basically carry everything with us. So we have like totes or we've gotten better with it. So now we have like totes. So everything is in totes. Everything is labeled. Um, and we used to just pack like, I'd be that guy that pack five crankbaits in one slot. I don't do that anymore just because it turns into, I think my dad has a great photo somewhere of me with like 30 crankbaits all tangled together and I'm trying to find one on it. The uh, one color yeah, that the just one worked, color yeah. that's right in the middle of everything. So, so you, I don't, you lose time eventually. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, why waste your time sitting to try to untangle things? Just get more boxes, spread things out a little further. Yeah, you're going to have more stuff. But, you know, I've got all my stuff broken up by uh, size, uh, style. So I'll have like 
Berkeley Flicker Shad sevens or so you break it you break it down oh, by yeah. lure and size. Oh yeah, because is, is there a number of rods you're allowed to? You can have as many as you want. So, so like, like, would it make sense just to have like a whole bunch rigged up for different situations oh, rather than having to retie that's every single a, time? That's exactly what we do. So like when we first go out for pre fishing, we'll basically have everything with. I mean, you can kind of narrow it down. Like, hey, we think we're going to need this, and usually if if we don't have it, it's definitely in the truck. Um, but definitely rods that are all rigged up, many different tactics, things like that. You still have all your baits. And then come like tournament day, you got to be the fast guy. So we'll like empty as much stuff out of the boat as you can. Like if, hey, it's a crankbait bite and we know we're going to be using this. And I know I'm not going to be using any spinning rods or anything like that. They're all going out of the truck. You dump quite a bit of weight. Yeah, but see, my thing would be I couldn't get rid of everything because I'd always be like, mm, You always got to keep what? at least one in there. But yeah. you, can get a, you can get rid of a majority of things. Is now, I a, may do it totally different than some people. Is They're, there a limit to the amount of people that can be in your boat? Two, so in so I do the AIM series, and that's two people in the boat. So me and, me and the old man. Okay, so you couldn't have like a third like no. that's in there just tying everything for you nope. as you guys fish. Nope, no. that's not happening. Okay. Might That'd be change. interesting. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. A guy that yeah. is literally your judge oh, and or, tying your lures on. Yeah, the bass guys have judges. And it'd be like, it'd be like your pit crew. Yeah. yeah. Do you have the decket system in your truck? I don't, but that'd be actually pretty sweet. I've thought about that because um, I have a tonneau cover on my truck now. What, what is the decket so, system? So like, You don't know that? Look like that up. You will love the drawers. The, the first yeah. time I saw it oh. was in Brian, uh, B. Rob's truck, B. Brian Robinson for the Vikings. He yeah. has it in his truck. So it's basically you... It's like a pull-out system. And you have it these creates huge, a false floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I can actually pull, I, pull, pull a four-wheeler on top of that stuff, too, or on top of the, the paneling, which is on top. It's pretty sweet. Dude, I bet I could put tungsten in these. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the full length of your bed. It's five yeah, and a half foot huge. long drawer. I've seen two of them. You know how much tackle I would have in my truck if I had that? That would be... Uh, it's a really dude. popular thing for the tournament guys. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I've, seen, I've seen guys make it like do that type of system out of wood. Oh, it's yeah. and they'll make it like perfect. So like thirty seven hundred boxes, you can like line them up the entire length of the box. I mean, the deck system is not that expensive, I don't think. But I think it's, I would double the value of my truck if I put all my crankbaits in there. Oh, yeah. I also don't think it's better permanent. have tournament coverage. It comes yeah. in and out. It, it comes out. It's pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, it's a cool system. I yeah, that's something I would love to have. But I'd I'd want to put a topper in because like if you know the deck system's really nice. But it does raise the floor up. Yeah, you're losing two two feet of floor. So if you want to put like stuff, we pile a lot of stuff in the back of my truck. It's full. Like a topper would be the next thing you'd want to have. Yeah, and I thought about it. I have a topper for that reason. Just well, I my young kids, so it's dragging all the crap up north with some fishing gear, and nothing ever goes my boat when I go up north. It's only tackle allowed in that. Yep. Have you ever thought of the rod coffin on the top of the truck? Have you Uh, seen that before? Yeah, uh, I think Drake heard. He makes the what's it the rod locker or something like yeah, that? There's that put up there? quite a few different types. Yeah, the I've, rod coffin is coffin shaped, so yeah. you don't have to, the reels fit perfectly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd actually, I don't know if I'd really use it, just because I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I have a lot of rods, and I know you can put like tackle and stuff in there as well. But I think how I have it laid out with totes and keeping it might the be rods more of a basket thing. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Do you have an eight foot box or a six, six and a half? And then a lot of rods won't fit in there. No, even my some of my trolling rods, I got to put them up front just because they your, don't fit. In your twenty-one foot boat, I bet you can fit a, a million rods. Oh yeah, we can. We stack a lot of rods. You have a skeeter, right? I have a 
I have a WX2200 coming. So hopefully that, in the next month or two. Is that the kind that has a rod locker that's just basically an open compartment? Yep. So the new ones do have, uh, it's basically an open compartment. It's got two big, two, like uh, circular tube things up front. So, you know, as long as you have like rod socks or something like that, that's what I do with all my you stuff. You can just put 30 rods you, in there. We can pile yeah. stack them in there. Yep. And then the nice thing on my boat compared to my dad's, he has a ZB21, still a nice boat. On the side of the Skeeter, they have a nice, another rod, uh, rod storage where you can fit like 12 footers or something like that in there mm-hmm. and i'll i'll stack every one of my trolling rods on the side just because it's nice to keep that stuff separate from your regular rods because in his boat we it always seems like you want the trolling rods and they're at the very bottom now you gotta pull everything aside or pull it out just to get that stuff out and it's it can be a nightmare those big boats the storage is out of control yeah yes it can I- be it's pretty wild. I find it very interesting. Like you guys are like, okay, let's talk tournaments. And then it's just like 100% gear. discussion on just gear. like the gear. Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, a big part of it though. Well, it, I, what, I feel what like, else is there about talk about tournaments? I suppose we should have a commercial break and well, actually uh, talk about the, like the technique. That's, that's what I'm, I'm curious about. Well, you just cast net rigging. He said, you cast a, <laughs> <laughs> I know how to fair tournament fish. Now I've got a net rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little different than that though. That reminds me of the tournament that we tried to do on, uh, Malaxis year. Oh, that was great. That was a complete bust. I didn't even get one bite. What time I, of year I was ca- this? August? Oh, no. It, it was, was July. A- no, because my August. boat was there. It was August. We had the whole time. I had so much confidence in myself. I, me and Steve thought we were going to go up and just dominate. Yeah, didn't we, get a we caught bite. two smallies Oof. in like the first five minutes, and then the wind went. It, blew, it was blowing. I don't know which way it started. It changed like six times. It was coming from the west, and then it changed to the south. Yeah. Real hard. And it, then it picked up to a good clip, like 35, 40 miles an hour. It, it was a tornado. And a, then, a, torna- a severe thunderstorm with hail and tornado. Well, it's always fun being on the lake on that. My wife called. We quit. She goes, hey, are you watching the weather? I'm like, ah, that's fine. She's like, there's a tornado coming. She's like, not a little tornado, like a real tornado. I'm like, oh, I'm on the lake still. And you and I were in a similar area. And we were in similar sized boats. Which apparently I are mean, new. mine's one foot longer, but you know, no big, no big deal. <laughs> yours, <laughs> is, yours is similar to mine. <laughs> being on a lake in a being on a lake in a storm is terrible. I was gonna say what I was gonna say before you so rudely brought that up. Yeah, yeah. I had my boat a long time before you did. Truth. Um, it didn't matter what size. So boat mine is we newer were, too, is what you're saying. We, we were going to die. It was like I'm like because the waves were getting big enough where I couldn't drive out of them anymore. I would just drive through them. Nope. I just hung on to the top of the wave. Oh. And then I just had it at 18 miles an hour and I coasted all the way to Terry's Boat Harbor. Well, what I was going to say is when I saw wave. You, when I saw you going in, I was like, yeah, we probably should wrap this up. My problem is my 72 inch shaft trolling motor was no longer in the water ever. Oh, I have a 60 inch and I, I it was nothing. Mine was like, it at all. yep. I'm like, come on. Like I never could like get it long enough where it would actually spin any water. And then I did take one little wave over the front of the bow. And then I was like, it's time to go. But I was so crabby because I was really confident. And we marked so many fish. Fish everywhere. They just wouldn't bite. Every, Couldn't do anything about it. Every, I'm sure there's a huge pressure change. Like the, that, they knew that storm was coming. There. I'm hurt. sure that we just were locked in what we were going to do, and we didn't change what we were supposed to do. I mean, when there's a tornado, though, coming, like the pressure. Well, I heard that pe- the people that caught the four fish that won the tournament literally caught them in the first five minutes of the day. Wait yeah. a minute here. Four fish won the tournament? Yes. One guy with four fish won the tournament. Oh, we wow. had like, well, I don't know, six, seven boats. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't oh, okay. a big so tournament. It was, it was, it was a small a, deal. It was just a friend. friend, but, friend there there was, was, but there was like seven fish caught 
Wow. For the whole thing. Yeah, we caught two smallies back to back in like one second. And I was like, maybe we should fish smallies. And like, by that time, like I unhooked one, I was like 7,000 yards away. And then I couldn't actually find anything anymore because my GPS was starting to like act a little weird because of the tornado yep. or something like that. And I was like, get a little static in the air. Yeah. Was, well, and also, yeah, my trolling rods were humming the entire day. I'm like, well, I don't feel like this is, I feel like we're we got die. off, put the covers on, drove down. And by the time we got to about Onamia, had to pull over for the hail. It was monsoony. It was legit hail, and I was brand new boat. I'm like, oh my gosh, this you, is. You guys don't want to go tournament fishing with me then, because it'd be a tornado. We're still fishing. I got stuck <laughs> in it on Lake of the Woods this year. It was terrible. I heard about that. That was. Oh my god. Okay, we got to take a commercial break and talk about bad weather, because that's actually the second tornado I've been in. Oof. It's no fun. Nope. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, chat more with Chris. Sweet. Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. Right now is the time to be thinking about ordering your custom rod. Go to tunedupcustomrods.com and use the promo code Iceman to save yourself 10% on your orders today. The world is making ice and freedoms and making baits. Hand poured high quality plastics and baits. Check them out at tunedupcustomrods.com or check out their website at freedombaitswithaz.com. Use the code Iceman for 10% off on your order. Also, check out Maluna Coolers, made in the USA, made in Brainerd, Minnesota, by high-quality people. Rotomotive Excellence, check out the coolers. Use the code ICEMAN for 15% off on your cooler order. Is it ICEMAN15? ICEMAN, just ICEMAN. It was ICEMAN15, but we convinced them to not do that because I couldn't say that. (laughs) And Tom and I, producer Tom and I, we just became Maluniacs. M- Malunax, how do you M- say Malunax, it? I think that's what the yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. We just we I just is it Malunatic? I don't know. I just know they hold, one of them works. Yeah. They <laughs> hold ice forever. Well, Tom and I just picked up our our very first Malunas. We're super stoked. We got the identical fifty quart blaze orange coolers. How are you going to tell them apart? Tom's got the dry rack yep. and the cutting board, and we don't live together. And so you I should, think we should be okay. <laughs> you should put a mouse in yours. <laughs> The best commercial break of all time. I went outside on break and checked my truck, and what did I find? Your mouse, dead mouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we it got a sweet picture of that. Killed too. that thing dead. It did. It did work. I mean, it was pretty, pretty legit. I came trotting into the shop like I had just conquered the world. It like, was like he got a twelve point buck. It was like I was I was a legitimate hunter at that point. I I had I had scored. I, I had conquered the foe. Just that, grinning from ear to just ear. Just so happy. <laughs> And then John immediately said, yeah, well, if you find six, then you're not going to be as happy. <laughs> so I got it. I reset the trap sitting back out there. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if his buddy came along. That wasn't a small mouse. Oh, it was, it was a decent that size mouse. That was a mouse. big mouse. That thing would have done some damage if I wouldn't have conquered it with my <laughs> masculinity. First it was the Kleenex, then it was your seats. Yeah. It was almost a rat. It, it was it BFR, BFM. <laughs> what does that stand for, Dan? Oh, wow. We're keeping the yeah. podcast clean now, guys. There hasn't been a single swear. I was going to say, I haven't. I doubt there's been one swear Not word. Not one so swear word. Usually, you just hear one beep going down. But I know, right? One or two. This is amazing. We're keeping it clean. I feel good. So, anyways, murdering mice, checking out coolers. He even popped his collar. He's like all proud right now. Oh, 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 does have a, yes, it is. Look at that. <laughs> That's because this collar is like the ver- the cheater version of socks, where it just he, won't stay. Just pop it. Just, no, just rock it. I don't like pop collars. Looks like a Guido just with his teal, bright electric blue shirt. What I look like right is a glazed orange cooler. Yeah. I look like a guy who sweats so much that his collar is combing his mustache. 
have that mustache comb or something <laughs> else. Twenty dollar acrylic mustache comb. Yep. You guys got to look good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever spent twenty dollars on a comb in my life. Got to work with what and I. The thing is about an inch and a half. Let's long. see if you can hear it on, on air here. No. No. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, that's good. We don't hear it on. Air. I haven't uh, been able to grow a legitimate beard ever, so Neither I'll go with what I. I got. I shaved this morning. Good for you, John. <laughs> I'm just about done with puberty. I can feel it. As soon as I am, I can grow the beard out. Yeah. I've had the same beard since probably the eighth grade. Maybe ninth. I'm not I'm not too sure. I let mine grow just so we looked more alike. Just like yeah. that. We do look a lot alike. Sometimes <laughs> similarities. I, think, I think you're me. There are similarities. Who's taller? I think John's got me beat. Yeah, just by a little it bit. It can't be by much. I wonder if no. you went to my house. Would my wife even notice for a few weeks? Maybe not. Probably not. She'd you want to do a wife swap? Nope. He doesn't have a wife. <laughs> I, I don't have a wife, so. Oh. You got to deal with my kids, though. Oh. I have a tough time with my own. <laughs> would your kids know? To, I, I bet my son would not notice for at least a week. He'd be on Switch talking to his buddies. Yeah. Dad, where's my sandwich? You just yeah. hand him a sandwich. You'll be fine. Yeah. Not, just don't say any word. My daughter would notice right away. Yeah. I, think, I, think my, I think my oldest daughter, Abby, she's been in the shop. And she's yeah. met you. I don't think she said anything about it, though. About looking the same? Yeah. Like, Dad, you guys look that you look just like him or something. That like would that. be weird. She said that? that no, she didn't. Oh, she but didn't. That'd, be, that'd be weird if she did. Hannah would know. Hannah would know. Ben, I don't. I just don't. I think, think he could distract him enough. I think we need to do like a reverse parent trap and just see what happens. Because I got a haircut like two weeks ago. He never noticed at all. Mm. But I also have like it's a bad feeling. I've changed his sheets to a different color, and he doesn't notice. John, it's because you always it. wear a hat. No, I don't. I no, he, he didn't have a hat last I Wednesday. I only wear a hat when I'm finishing. Or one Monday. I only wear a hat when I'm finishing. Except for, except for, except for the week. video yeah. of you finishing without a hat on. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have a hat oh, on. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Probably because I got epoxy in my hair and I cut it out. Now we got so many rods with uh, hair in them. Yep, blood, sweat, and tears. Wouldn't that be a fun return? No, that would be a terrible one. <laughs> We've already had ones with like uh, one of those big elder box bugs that laid in the label. Oh, boy. Like, in the label? Like hugged the label of the rod, but it was too tacky to get back out. So it just dies there, and then we just epoxy over the top of them. <laughs> should make a bug rod we do have a couple of them we call that an easter egg there you yeah. go computer world I think. it's a hidden one limited edition yep. one of one will never happen again <laughs> <laughs> well chris thank you for being here again today no problem so we were talking about some crazy uh tournament stories weather and we, we teased with the weather story yep. so you got you got blown off lake of the woods or so, you didn't get blown off and you should have well so what had happened is is we had actually went all the way up to garden island which that's at least 20 miles um and it was fine all day i mean it was rough but we got all the way up there what's your definition of rough because my, my definition of like three four footers is kind of getting rough and then when they're like five six footers then i'm like i don't want to be on i the don't lake. think there are legit five six footers in minnesota hardly ever Malax oh, and lake of the woods yeah those two lakes will throw it oh and, I, and superior goal and superior I'm, i will a say legit six footer that means that if you're standing at the bow they can only see your neck I got some pretty impressive. I'm not video. saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying we that it doesn't happen nearly as often yeah. as people say it. Oh so, no, no, no. So I got, so to go back to the story, I'll, I'll bring that up. Yeah. So we were up at at Garden, and it was fine. We, Did you, you go know, out of out of Baudette or yeah? So we basically we launched uh, the takeoff was basically out of uh, what Four Mile Bay yep. or whatever, right out of the mouth of the river. So we went all the way up there, spent all day, and I think it was like one o'clock. You could just see the storm rolling up and i'm like i kept looking at my dad and i'm like what direction was it coming yeah, from? it was coming from uh south to north basically so right where you had to drive yeah and i you know 
they say, oh, don't look on phones. I'm going to tell you right now, I was on my phone looking at the weather because I was getting real nervous. That's a different thing, though. That's <laughs> yeah. like not, don't text your buddy a hot yeah, spot. Yeah. That if you're trying to avoid death, that's a whole yeah. different thing. Uh, you're not supposed to be on the phone when you're trying to Oh, yeah. No. That's a big no-no. Really? Oh, yeah. That's huh. that's a big no-no. Why? I think I think it comes down to people saying, hey, we're catching fish, or if you're working with teams and stuff, mm. hey, I'm catching fish here. This is what's going on type of thing. You're, you're sharing information. Just Why would you want to share with your competitors, though? Uh, it's, there's a lot of teams out there that work oh, together. Okay, I got so, you. Yeah, and some people, I'm not, I don't know this for a fact, but I know there are some groups that work, there's money involved, like, hey, if we all do good, we'll we'll share or something like that. I so, got sure. Um, but uh, anyway, going back to that, so we were up there, and that storm was coming and i looked and i was like ah, it'll skirt by us we'll be all right and you know my dad i don't know what he, he just never said anything about it and it's just surprised me because he's he's now nah, we gotta go we gotta go and i waited until the last minute and dumbest decision i've ever made in my entire life in a tournament on the water i regretted every minute of it as soon as i said okay we should probably get going as soon as I put my life jacket back on and fired up that motor, it was like all hell broke loose. The winds broke out at like minimum of 50 miles an hour. I know on the on on uh, the weather and all that stuff, they were saying 50 to 55 mile an hour gusts right out of the front of this storm. And it was all of that. And when you're on the north end of Lake of the Woods, I basically started going, put, put the nose of the boat in the air, and I had to close my eyes because... The wind was driving that rain and the waves breaking over the side. Like, I legit got nervous, and I don't usually get nervous being in a boat ever. Um, Yikes. And that, it did took you, us. Did you deploy a life jacket? Nope, no, no, de, no deployed life jackets, that's for sure. I was, I was thinking it was going to happen, though, because I got back and I was soaked, and all these people are like, oh, you know, you were up there, and all of a sudden we're sitting in the mouth because we made it all the way back. And then another one brewed up and came right up the river, and it was like, I was my buddy Heath and I was waiting for him to help him bring out his boat and I was the next guy to basically at their launch there and though that wind kicked up so fast from the next storm like I was just like I ain't even getting out of my truck and there was maybe 25 boats maybe more than that they were all stuck in the in the river stuck in that wind and it was just raining hailing it was nasty um but yeah I I won't do that again being that far from take off or you know the landing area and push something like that that was just that was stupid what did you ever consider going to the island and just sitting no. in the lee and sitting no. there no didn't even think about it i'm like i'll just i had a windshield i you know my dad's boat i love that thing it's a machine in in, in rough water so i mean i i felt comfortable you know, I, he was probably more pissed off at me than anything because i waited so long and like I said, I'm surprised he didn't say anything. Like, hey, we should probably go now. That's yeah, crazy. Those storms come up pretty quick sometimes. Yeah, but we, but when you know it's coming, I I danced one this this uh, spring on Pelican, and I watched it come through, and I was like, well, you know, it's going to be coming here in a little bit, and I'm like, oh, it's getting pretty close. Well, I forgot that I the storm was heading to us, and I had to go towards the storm to get out of it. Man, I got freaking rocked yeah but we were also i mean it's a no wake zone and i had my motor trimmed up all the way trying to go 40 miles an hour and a dude in a skeeter wx 1825 came right around me at like 55 miles an hour and he beat me out by like 
half a second and he didn't get the rain. Oof. I was like so bummed because <laughs> I absolutely got drenched. That's the worst. And a piece of when I pulled my boat up, got it up on the trailer and I'm pulling out and a lightning strike hit the tree in front of me like four <laughs> feet away. I was like, whoo, boy, I was real close to dying on this one. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even get my nothing strapped. I just hooked it up and then drove. Yeah. And the on worst, a roller trailer? Yeah. You didn't strap the front end? Well, I strapped the front end, but I didn't strap the back end. Okay. Usually front's I'm, all you need. Yeah. You're good to go. It, it, it didn't matter. My boat had 9,100,000 gallons of water in it by the time <laughs> I got in, because I didn't pull my plug either, because we were in that much of a hurry. Yeah. But I had a few box fish, so. I have been on Lake of the Woods one time in the summer, and we went out of War Road, and it was, it was a, a breezy day is what it was. It wasn't wind. It mm-hmm. wasn't a storm. It wasn't bad, but it was breezy and it got uncomfortable, real uncomfortable. And to the point where we couldn't, we had no boat control. I mean, it was the Bay Liner, so it had a 50 pound. Oh, you had terrible it, boat control anyway. Yeah, it couldn't control it and it, it was uncomfortable and we were getting snagged on the rocks. And But we got off and as soon as we got off, um, a storm did develop and that was, I don't know if you remember the story, it was like three years ago where a couple guys got, um, they, they capsized and they drifted and got stuck on an island mm-hmm. and they stayed there for like three days and got rescued. It was that day. That's it. Was, <laughs> that, that happened this year too. And I think uh, early September. Yeah. So it was crazy because when we were out there, it was just a breezy day. It wasn't crazy or anything, but that lake is so big. Yeah. Day two was terrible. Like I thought the storm would we went through was bad the day two was some of the biggest waves on fresh water that i've ever seen in my life um i think the i don't know how they came up with this number there was a few people that actually said that the dnr had somehow measured 10 to 12 footers coming into the gap and there's video of a few guys that i've seen all of at least eight to ten minimum there were i mean it was ridiculous the lake is 30 feet deep so that's a third of the depth and when you get a good north northwest wind blown at which i think was 35 up to 40 all day and through the night i'm surprised they even let us go but yeah they that let us does go. seem surprising yeah what well, were you supposed to head down the river wow well, we kind of figured they were gonna <laughs> confine us to the river yeah just just say hey guys mm-hmm. be safe about this because uh, I fished a tournament, uh, the last Drevnik up at Lake Geneva or something like that, and they had 45, 50 mile an hour winds, and they advised us not to go to the big lakes. Horrible idea. Because they're all the lakes? small lakes? Those, the small lakes were rough enough. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we had like four footers in a 700 acre lake. That's impressive. Yeah. Two guys, one guy lost a trolling motor because he knifed a wave and it ripped off the whole front of his bow. Ooh, that reminds me. That's what? Hilarious. Well, I mean, it wasn't hilarious, but it was awesome to watch the whole trolling motor go up and then down. Two batteries come out of the councils, pull down, and then all his foot pedal and everything out yeah. of the boat. Yeah, that's that. You probably heard the story. Lost the kicker, blew the kicker off the back of the boat. That story. You been, did? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard the kicker story. Oh, yeah. I got good pictures of that one. How uh, did you lose the kicker? Well, we think it actually started on Lake Superior. So, oh, just another easy body of water. Yeah, fish. and that was blowing pretty good out there. And I might have pushed the, might have pushed my dad's boat a little hard. And I, I think it probably cracked out there because there were some monster waves out there. The too. transom. 
Well, so there's a bracket that actually holds that kicker on. Um, and I think it's it from kind of bouncing around and some of that rough stuff. And when I say I was pushing it, I was pushing her pretty hard. Um, and I think it cracked out there somehow. And I on Lake of the Woods, we were on that second day. We got all the way out to basically where we wanted to fish. And I turned around and the like, oh, we got a problem. My dad says what? And I, I said, turn around. He goes. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to say the word he said. Because you're going to have a lot of uh, beeps. And yep, yep. But there was a, I think there was an F word said and. Freak. Uh, yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I look back and the kicker motor is just bobbing in the water, just being held on by. A couple strings uh, and a cable. <laughs> I think it was basically the hydraulic uh, uh, trim shaft. Oh, was the only thing. And that thing was bent over at a, a 45 degree, almost a 90 degree angle. And that's a three quarter inch rod could you did you recover it oh yeah took me all of about 45 almost an hour to try to get it upright and back where we could rope it back up i mean those weigh like two and 200 pounds i think the 109 pounds i think is what the actual weight is but when you're is that a nine nine kicker it was nine nine yeah but that you know the worst part is like we were kind of depressed about it you know most people are like oh just get another one i'm like Oh, I don't want another one because that was like the best kicker I've ever, you know we've ever had. The thing ran like a top, and it was like, man, did it? Did it did junk it then? Oh, I it was, yeah, it was, the thing, it was it was underneath the water. There was I think it cost. I think they looked up the the price of parts. I think the price of parts was actually more than the kicker. Did and the, and the delay of them. Were you spewing gas out and stuff? No, we just did, so the the fuel line was actually still connected, so I just disconnected it. And yeah, otherwise it's just running gas everywhere. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it took us an hour and a half, almost two hours to get back at like six miles an hour. I have a, I have a nice uh, route through Morris Gap now, which I've never been through. Was the kicker running when it fell off? No, we were, we were cruising, heading out to the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that you don't want to do that. And you're and, a trolling guy too, so that's like your, you know. Yeah, we were actually like, you know, we could, we could somehow like use the power pole drift paddle and kind of go with the waves and do a little trolling somehow but you know we're just like no it's we don't know how long it's going to take to get in let's just we just called it a day it's not something we wanted to do but it is what it is yikes got a new one on order so hopefully that's in by the time tournament season actually comes around we're really nervous about are you that putting one. it on your new boat uh so he's got a new 15 coming for his and i got yeah i'll have the yamaha on mine so. what do you have for a kicker on yours coming in i have a nine it comes with a nine, nine, nine. yeah which I know I've had a nine nine Yamaha for on my last boat and fantastic. Which I think most kickers nowadays are fantastic. You know, I haven't too many, had haven't had too many problems. With they them. have trolled of troll downs and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I run I troll, so basically yeah. I can adjust my throttle to the tenth of a percent, basically. Yeah, I want to get the Suzuki with the troll down just because. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I've heard they're real nice. Mm-hmm. Even Merck, you know, Merck's got their EFIs. There, yeah, everybody's got a, some oh, kind yeah. of troll down because you can adjust them even more. But the, I've been, for me, I've been trolling with my Trova because I get three quarters of a day on it with full batteries. How fast do you go? I can go up to three point one. That's cooking. Yep, I which, get about two eight on yeah, mine. Which, if I do that fast, I just start my big motor usually. I think I'd maybe get about. I'd maybe get one point eight, maybe two. Yeah, on my new one. On a 36 volt? Uh, yeah, that's, but you're pulling a 22 foot boat around. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. Glass boat. I yeah. trolled for about seven and a half hours with mine 
last spring. That was my longest troll. That's pretty good. And those batteries were pretty. Oh, so you got lithiums? Dry. No, not yet. That's impressive without lithiums. Yeah, but my boat doesn't weigh a lot. And it's true. As long as I, it, well, if I'm going with the wind, I open the windshield, and if I'm, you know what I mean, like <laughs> I adjust a little bit because you can change your speed slightly. Oh yeah. People don't realize that like it's a little subtle thing, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and the wind pulses you a little differently. If oh, for sure. If it's gusty, it's it's weird. If you leave the windshield open, it just. Yep. Even see, everybody always asks, "Well, hey, what's the what's the pole on the back of your boat? You know, the power pole?" But you have yeah. the drift paddle on there. Like you can raise and lower that, and oh. the paddle will actually be a little bit further or a little less depending on how you have it. And you can really adjust your speed. I do it a lot. Yeah. Like, it's especially when like the waves are big. You know, you get that big surge and stuff. Yeah, you're running your kicker, you're running your, your front bow mount, but if you really want to... Wait, 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 you run your kicker and your front bow mount? Mm-hmm. You well, steer with the bow, right? Basically, I lock my kicker in straight, and I steer with my, my bow mount. Because oh. I found it's really easy to, with, the, with the little oh, yeah. remote. Oh, oh, yeah. my God. I sit in the back with my tro- trolling rods in the back, and I just let my yep. kids sit up in front. Or uh, even, I mean, I have wireless steering on my kicker, too, yeah. tail fin system, and I could turn that boat on a dime if I use both of them. It's pretty sweet. There's a lot of new technology mm-hmm. that I need to start buying into. I'm, I'm, still, I'm going up to Lake of the Woods this summer, up to Flag Island. Oh, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm pretty excited. That'll be a I've lot of fun. I've never done anything like that before. Very different from War Road. Mm-hmm. Lot of, lot of little places to hide. That you got, you got a lot of different. You got crappies up there. You got walleye, muskie. I heard there's even lake trout up there. Is that Maybe. true? Maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, the uh, Sioux Narrows and stuff has got lake trout. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a ways up there, but... Are you planning any ice trips then? <clears throat> Me? No, anybody. Uh, usually, I'm off uh, about the 17th, 17th of December, and usually I'm on up Mille Lacs almost every day. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be this year. I think Mille Lacs is a little... I heard someone went in a couple of days ago in Mille Lacs yeah. with an ice castle, which <laughs> I, I absolutely... Well. I saw that photo and I was like, I don't believe this until I read, yeah, it was true. So uh, Marcus Taplin was out there. He said it was capped as he far as he could see. He was walking I'm just saying the a ice, spud it's bar. Capped someone over. drove on the ice. Yeah, that's just And went right idiotic. But I, do you ever think people do it just as attention things? Like some dude drove on Minnetonka like two weeks ago. Yeah, if you got a truck that you don't care about. Or if there's alcohol involved. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But there's waves on the lake. Oh, I, yeah. I've got two trips with Ice Camp planned. So I'm pretty excited about That'll that. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm on one of those trips with you, and then I got a trip up to Red late February planned. Late February is not know, the best time. I know it's red. not the best time, but it was the time. Ah, it, fishing, fishing. It was the yeah. time that worked, on the couch. that worked for my crew. So It'll actually, be a real drinking trip. <clears throat> I'm talking. Well, <laughs> there'll be some of that. But actually, I might be going next weekend up to Red too. Are you? Yeah. We so. tried to go this. We tried to plan it, Tom. Tom and I tried to plan it for this weekend. And oh, I was I was ready. I was, I pa- was ready I was too. Packed. But then my daughter's friend birthday parties on Saturday, so I had it ball out. <laughs> Seems like the fishing's up and down up there too. Like you. Like it was good right away, and then it kind of slowed down. Then I heard it's good, so I, don't, I, I haven't. Did I don't you guys? Really know. Did you guys see the video of the F-16s flying over Red? Yeah, dude, that was sick. So cool. Yeah, way cool. There's so many videos of that too. <clears throat> yeah, there was must have been a lot of people out that day. <laughs> it looked like there was a lot of portables out there in the in the one video that I saw. And did you see the one where the guy where they the F-16 whatever plane it was? It looked like it was hundred yards off the top of the ice. It yeah, was crazy. It was, it was low. They weren't. Yeah. Well, there's like. They, they call it the, the Beaver MOA, uh, Military Operations Area. That's like a training area. It goes right over the <clears throat> eastern side of, uh, 
of Upper Red. Basically, it cuts off right at the reservation line. So They must have been coming from Duluth. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think when we were on, uh, so I was on the national championship for AIM this year. We were on Pentonwall Lake. There's an Air Force base over there, and that's... Where's that at? Uh, I'm trying to remember this. I don't support the Castle Rock Lake area, Toma. Oh, oh okay. yeah, the Wisconsin there. one. Yeah, the Fort, the Fort Ripley. No, yeah. not Ripley. No, that's Ripley. Is up by Brainerd. But there was McCoy uh, Fort McCoy. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But there, there's a there's a lot of military training areas over all in that area. week. It was like nonstop fighter jets, and you know when they when they come loud and they're ripping. They lost I mean, an F sixteen this year up there. Oof, that'd be uh, that'd be sketchy. But they're loud, like it's mm-hmm. deafening sometimes. Yeah, if it's they get pretty close. neat. We, I, I, every time I'm up in the plane with you, Tom, I'm always amazed at how small things look from up above, or how, I should say how close things look from up above. We, Tom flew me up to Duluth last year, right before winter, right? Or was that in the spring? Maybe we flew up in the spring. I don't know. We flew up to Duluth, up to Sky Harbor, and... I think it was in the spring, yeah. It's crazy, though, because we were almost ready to start landing at Sky Harbor, and you could see Mille Lacs in the distance. <laughs> For real? For real. Like, I mean, does that I sound... Suppose. Am I making that up? Uh, I mean, not like landing, landing, but it was like yeah, you're five you're minutes just, from approaching or something? Or? Yeah, we were probably like maybe 1,000, 1,500 feet up. And yeah, you could... I mean, you can see Mille Lacs forever. Forever. And it's crazy. very, very obvious that it's Mille Lacs. Yeah. It's, it, it's really weird. And flying over Mille Lacs is also pretty interesting because it's so clear. You can see all the sandbars. Did you, did you find like ever like you could see well, you can you see can the see, whole structure right yes you can see all of the you know the points the big points that come off they keep going you can see all that structure well, it's crazy yeah, you, you, people don't realize how far those points go out it's oh, yeah. like even if it's like a couple inches it's still probably a, a shade when you're up up that high Malax more than any other lake that we've that I've flown over with you you can see down you can see down really easily yep it's it's really neat we've you should go few, try it we've done a few uh, weed spotting. Uh, flights over your local lakes too that you yeah, wanted we to, went you over wanted Malac, to check out. or we went over Minnetonka to try to find some weed lines and no, I, I love. I thought you were referring to something else. What was the one? Up, what <laughs> was the one up by Maple? Maple. We flew over what, Maple. Was proper. it Maple and BB and BB? Okay, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I've got two trips to to ice camp. So right away, and then I'm going to Winnipeg. So in the oh, next month, I've got three trips. What time? What time are you going to uh, Winnipeg? January 21, 2021. Next month. This is, oh, I was going to say this month. I'm going to be. It's going to be cold, but that the fish are going to be hot. I got Winnipeg s- is a I, blast. I got six days of ice the end of this month. Where are you going? You're going to go to your parents? Somewhere. I'll, I'll go up to Brainerd. But. Hopefully my phone rings. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and mine never rings. It's weird. Yeah, mine yeah. never does either. It's like, I keep work at work. I <laughs> usually throw my phone down the hole like Dan does. <laughs> Jerk. Jeez, Dan. I've only lost three. That's a lot of phones. Two of them in the exact same spot. Wow. Two years apart. I like when they're stacked up on each other, make a little structure. Yeah, it it was it was embarrassing. You put that mice down there too. <laughs> mouse is in your uh, dumpster. Well, the the mouse, but the the mice that are the new one, the next one yeah, that I'm going to find. Now they will be mice. <laughs> Have you been to Winnipeg? I I, I made a buddy, or me and two buddies went there. Man, I, four or five years ago. Did you go with the guide? Uh, we did. Actually, I think you guys have Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. So one of his guys, Mike, that we went Big to. Big Mike. Big Mike. Yeah. Yep. He's awesome. He's that dude's awesome. a hard worker, too. When he Dude runs a, a real old school jiffy. Oh, yeah. And he drills a, a lot of billion holes. holes. And each hole takes like five minutes. Yeah, because when I was out there, we go out there. We went in uh, March, I think it was. Oh, gosh. All oh. the ice. <laughs> I, bu- I bottomed out 
uh, my buddy's auger with an extension by an ice heave. We almost had to just basically take the the auger. I couldn't get the it got stuck. <laughs> but that lake, that lake is. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, twice. Oh, it beats it beats your equipment up. That's the only it, terrible. It thing. It breaks everything. You always go. I, okay, that's Canada though. Well, yeah, that's accurate. I've been to Canada three times. I've lost two augers. How do you lose an auger? Winnipeg's different. Uh, well, one auger, I broke the flywheel day one. And then I just shook out the remaining flywheel parts. I'm pretty sure it broke. <laughs> but you were on a photo shoot going 70 miles an hour on snowmobiles. Oh, absolutely. Keep I'm not You're, saying that's that. That's not the, normal fishing. And then I right. broke I something. Who you were with, probably. I, I broke something else in the auger, and then the, the throttle stuck. Whoops. And then something else happened, and then I couldn't shut it off, and it went wide open for us. Like, we're, you know, augers have a certain pitch. This went wide, wide open. Oof. And then grenaded. The ice P- on Winnipeg went is right different. Through the block. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, you agree. The ice on Winnipeg's different. Oh yeah, big time. It's like it's like the Fortress of Solitude from Batman from Superman. Yeah. There's jagged that, pillars of like gem like so, ice so is the everywhere. Su- Sunarrows. But they always tell you too, like if you go to Winnipeg, bring an extra set of blades because the the water being so, so dirty, dirty, it oh, that's, it'll run your blades fast. It's Maybe really, that's it's why it runs a jiffy weird. because it, those blades could be dull in a soul. I don't think yeah. his jiffy had blades. <laughs> <laughs> it just welded on just a new hunk of that guy, iron every year. He drilled holes for like 14 straight hours. Oh, yeah. That's why, Never you, stopped that's why you have to have gas, right? That, that's oh, yeah. where gas you don't bring a, You don't bring an electric auger up there. He never stopped drilling. It was amazing. Maybe, yeah, that, maybe I should buy a ga- another gas auger. I just sold one like Five Steve, days Steve ago. wants to sell his. I know. Buy his. I'm going I'm to tell him I'll give him 75 bucks for it. He might take it. Is that who you uh, go to? Go up to Winnipeg? You, you go through uh, go Donovan? Through Donovan. Yeah. yeah. That dude's legit. I wouldn't go with anyone else. No. I mean, I've never researched anyone else, is but he's Is there anyone crazy way. enough to be out there, though? There are other oh, guys. There's some, there's some pretty crazy guys. I mean, even like just the adventure, like the second or third day that we went out, I can't remember. It was like on the far east side of the lake, and you're like, Driving through cattails to get out. Yes. Of the, yeah, it's just wild. So Did you when, stay you're, in when you're out there, is there stay other, in Selkirk? Are there other houses or is there anyone? There's around no you? houses. No, Nothing. there's not a single wheelhouse on that lake. No, snow bears and tracked uh, tracked rangers. But I mean, do you see other people? Yes, yeah, there are other, other people, people fishing, but there's no permanents out there. No. Nobody stays out there. Well, there's could, no I mean, roads could, at all. Could you stay out there just because they have so much blowing snow and ice? You and could, but the problem the problem with Winnipeg and Dan said it right, like. Tracks like that's a big thing out there. You almost have to go out there with tracks or sleds. The right? ice or sleds. There's yes. no flat ice ever yeah. anywhere. If you went out with a wheelhouse, it would break. Yeah, you would break your axles. Yeah, we. And I, I never. I've never been out. There. I mean, I know like like most ice is pretty level, but if this, this, is, this is terrible, this is not. The ice heaves are like twenty feet high. Yeah, cool. We uh, the time that I went. We were surprised because we were all planning to do the whole track thing, bring snowmobiles up, and I think they called and they're like, "Nah, we we're we're good. We can get our own trucks." We drove our trucks. I drove my truck straight across the entire lake, really, from one side to the other. And because he he, we literally started off the morning on the east side, and every you know, fifteen minutes to a half hour, he's like, "Pick up, we're let's up. go." Yeah, we're he does not wait. He quarter mile, wait. half mile, two mile run, and you're you're going to the next spot. And the times that I've been there, the people all. We all had hub houses, all of us, which was a nightmare because you have to take everything apart. Yep. Yeah, and hub houses are not quick at all. No. This year, I'm, I'm bringing the flip over. Yeah, that's the way to go. And I'm just going to throw it in the back of the truck, and it is what it is at that point. Yep. I actually had a trailer I bought behind my truck the whole time, too. 
That yeah. sounds like suicide with a, that bad of conditions to, to drive a trailer with. Look, so for the, so when we went, it actually wasn't it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was rough. You know, trailers bounced around a little bit, but uh, not enough to break it. I don't think we broke anything. No. Every time yeah. I went to Canada, I break everything I own. <laughs> like I, I was in Canada, and the Suneros going through a little uh, like a little cutout to avoid open water. My otter hitch snapped in two, and my house went shooting across the, I didn't notice it was there, but it went shooting across and like made it across the little river part. Pat McSherry <laughs> saw my house slide over and I'm like driving for like another half hour. And I'm like, yeah, my four wheeler feels real light. I look back, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I lost my house somewhere in Canada. He comes driving by with like, a, I don't know what he had, like a zip tie. He put it back on with his sled. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, because all my rods are in there. Three Markums. It's like, I would have been. I say, it's not the trip you guys broke like a lot of stuff. Uh, that was not the worst trip. The worst trip was Leech Lake. I, I literally broke everything. And I, I delaminated four credit cards. I had $50 to my name, and that was it. My driver's license was melted in a puddle of. Geez. Look at this ice heave. Oh, that's a legit ice heave. Yeah, I got some pretty good pictures too. They're 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 pretty wild. Those other ones, they look like gravestones. That would hurt like hell it's, to hit with a snowmobile. Yeah, yeah. In, like it, you'd you'd bust you'd bust everything. Right. We had it, two people get flat tires, pop pop their tires yep. driving on it. That, that's that's a common theme out there. Is I think they were they even told us like have a good spare with you. Yeah. yeah. So my fourteen year old spare that's probably rusted to yeah, my frame. I probably wouldn't do that one. I mean, it it's it's very different. That's the only way to explain it. It's very different. But it's an experience. It's a lot of fun, that's for sure. And you have the chance to catch the biggest walleye you've ever seen. That's the one thing that was disappointing when I went. We got, we like each, each me and my buddy and, and our other buddy, we each got a decent fish. I wouldn't say they were monsters. I think it was like a 27, a 26, and like a 25 each of us got. The rest were, there was a lot of little fish. I you were probably the, there before, like it seems to be peaking out right now. Oh, I think it again. Uh, yeah, it might be. Like I, that, I, mean, I, I feel like it's a little cyclical. Yep, kind of like every other lake. But, but when you pull a walleye out of that lake and just see the color in the sun, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're green. Yeah, I they're, watched my dad catch a twenty-eight and a half, and then I watched the guy, the partner that I had in the in the next day, the next year, catch a twenty-eight and a half, and I caught a twenty-four max two years yeah. ago. Very frustrating. I, I, yeah, I might the, be spoiled because the, my biggest is thirty-one, and that might be a little, little tough to. I can't. I can't break the thirty mark for some reason. I just can't do it. Yeah, come close. <laughs> my thirty-one was like that was the greatest night of fishing in my life. That that reminds me of like uh, two years ago. What well, we placed fourth in the state for the championship. Yeah, I caught and uh, um, I caught a twenty-nine and a half or something like that which was my personal best. I turn around and my buddy Heath, he, him and his dad both hooked up with, I think, their personal best. Five minutes later, my dad cracks a 31 and a half. Oh, 31 all, and a half is all a in, All in the same pass. But that means back there's, to back a, to back to there's back. a school of those fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a giant walleye. Yeah, I we, mean, they look like dolphins. That thing, that thing is fat. That, that's a, well, their that's heads a look weird because their heads are not that big. Because yeah. they got the big old noggin forehead on them. Yeah, they're they're like a different breed yep. of walleye. They kind of look like a. Imagine the cheeks out of that. <laughs> it's they're, they're just weird fish. I'm gonna catch hell for that one. I should show you some. Picture, <laughs> I should show you some pictures of Lake Tobin walleyes. That's my dream trip. I was just talking about it with some buddies. I want to go there so bad. Yeah, I have a buddy that lives up Here's there. Here's mine. Yep, that's, that looks, that's about what I got too. Yeah, I was like, come on. 
Winnipeg. Yep, Tobin Lake is definitely that's my bucket list. Lake and I Where, will go where's there. Where's that? So that's in like northern Saskatchewan. It's uh, it's like a I think if you go there at a certain time of the year, you basically it's almost like river fishing. Um, I actually a guy that uh, almost bought my boat, my last boat. He uh, invited me up there. His son is a guide. I, I don't, I can't remember his name, but he said it's it's quite common to go catch uh average average walleye for the day and you catch tons of them is like 28 and a half wow that's an average walleye it's 27 and a half from tobin <laughs> yeah that, they call they, those are not even eaters for them yeah they throw them back yep. like what do you mean not eaters it's too small to be an eater too small to be an eater they're, they're giant sleds up there good thing it's a long drive or else it'd be fished out huh? oh yeah Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the thing, like you, th- those kind of, but that's a commercial fishery more than anything. So is Winnipeg. Yes. They have the big boats that go out there. Yep. So where's Tobin? Tobin's way up in the nor- northern Saskatchewan. Tobin's, Tobin's kind of like the Yukon. Yep. Like, it's just unobtainable. You're basically damn near the Arctic Circle. Yeah. The wall I don't even see people. <laughs> what is that by like Great Slave Lake? Uh, I think that's Great Slave Lake. Is, isn't Great that the TV Bear show? Lake? Isn't our TV show on that? But I think that's Great Slave that's Lake in, is west, I think. That's in the Northwest Territories. Yeah. Everybody's on their phone feverishly I got Lake looking Athabasca. for Lake Tobin. I'm just looking for this 37-inch or 36-inch walleye from Tobin. Holy cow. I'd fall out of the boat if I caught something like that. Uh, he's only got pictures of 30s and 31s. One of these days I'll catch a 31. Terrible. Yeah, the thing is, I caught that 31 the next morning. My dad caught one bigger, and we both don't want to talk about it ever again. Because <laughs> I know it was bigger, and so does he. Because you, th- you catch like a 27 and a 28, and like you start to get a feel for them. Yeah. And then you catch one that's like dwarfs those, and then you actually don't get it in the boat oh. because your landing net wasn't quite big enough. Oof. You're like, you've got to be kidding me. Oof. Yeah. We're all like... We are, yeah, we're just devolved into, just <laughs> into searching on our phone right now. That's all right, though. That's, Should, a, that's the funny thing. Like tournaments, you'd think a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of us still, as much as we fish, we still dream about catching that 30 plus. It's, it's hard. I mean, yeah. 30, 30 inch fish is super hard. What's a winning bag in a walleye tournament? It depends on really where you're at. It well, could be aim tournaments are different now because it's isn't it just pitchers, right? So or? yeah, they do the so uh, yeah they do catch photo release. So no fish are brought in. You basically catch a fish. You take a picture. You have to. They give you an SD card. They give you a ruler. It has to be t- the picture has to be taken a certain way, and you take your five best fish out of everything you've caught for the day, and that's your weight. So you, you get like so many pounds for every inch so if i catch a 28 and you catch a 28 that's the that's kind of the i wouldn't say it's crappy it kind of keeps things even but it's one downfall i think of catch photo release is if we were to actually bring those fish to the scale your fish might be way bigger than mine weight wise but since we're doing it this way your 28 and my 28 are exactly the same weight. it doesn't matter but you know i've kind of gotten over that it's it is what it is Still, wall- oh, that's a lot of walleye cheeks. That's walleye cheeks. Oh, my God. That's a lot of cheeks. I There's, thought it was bluegills. John's looks showing like a picture a, of basically of a sink. Looks full. like clams. Yeah. That's a whole lot of oysters there. Yeah. Or no, scallops. There you go. Scallops. There we go. There's, there's all the walleyes. Oh, my God. 27 inch and above. Jeez. But that's legal. 
Yeah, that's that legal. legal. That's not an illegal harvest. And I'm showing people like a, a garage full of walleyes. That he's a commercial fisherman up there. Yeah, as long as it's done legally, we're not, we're not big fans of the illegal harvest. I'm getting oh. hungry. Man, that does sound good too. Yeah, I ordered fish twice at the uh, at the ice show, and just John lost his mind. Yeah, because he <laughs> orders like, oh, here's a walleye flavor. That ain't a walleye haddock. It's like. <laughs> I got a walleye it, sandwich. It was good. It's tilapia. You Ooh, ordered fish. Farm fish. Yeah. Why? Because I mean, it sounded good. Dang. I ordered a walleye sandwich the first night, and I ordered fish and chips the second night. boy. I literally almost throw punched him at the table. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad at me for some reason. <laughs> Why are you mad, John? He's, he needs to ease into that. Here. Have you guys ever, Here, have you guys what, ever smoked that smoked Saskatchewan buck there? Nice. Yeah. Anyone? What's, what's that? Ever what's like that? smoked walleye? No. no. I, I'm not a big fan of smoked fish, even though I, I love smoking meat. I just... Fish not happening. Never. No. Mm. Even like I wanna, salmon. I want to try. Uh, I've had the only good smoked fish that I've ever tried was out in Seattle. I they had at the Pike. I think it's Pike's Market or whatever it yeah. is. Pike's Place. Yeah, Pike's Place. Uh, they had some pretty decent stuff there that I could eat a little bit of, but I was just just not my thing. Fish are gross. We need we need to have a a, a fish chef on. I think because like everyone just breads and fries, you know, which is absolutely delicious but well, who's I, need, a, who's I, need some, a, I need some more options does anyone know anyone who's a fish chef like what are you looking to try no like to uh, have on the show like I don't I, know anybody talk about how to cook fish yeah I, I can mean, tell you you uh, cut them up and you put them in panko breadcrumbs and fire that's them up. what I'm saying that's what everyone does and it's but, you know it's, it's, wait, it's it is delicious so what about the healthier options that's what I'm saying yeah. like, so just don't like, eat as much fish well I mean there's that but I, I'll actually take walleye put it in tin like put it on tin foil put some butter kind of like broil it yeah or put it right on the grill it's fantastic or okay. just bake it in your oven do you leave the skin on uh, I have done it both ways to be honest with you I don't really see a difference I am not a skin on type I'm, I'm just, not either. I, I was just thinking, like, if you hit it, had it in the foil, it would just everything would stick to the foil. Now nah, use enough oil and butter, you'd be fine. Okay. I don't get too crazy with the, the butter. The healthier though. option, just yeah, just went out the window. All right. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. This got derailed. A little everything. A little, a little we went deep. all over the place. I love it. Yeah, we're just Learned about, about walleye tournament fishing. I've never done that before. Well, I tried it once and I sucked really hard. We, we fished <laughs> in a tornado. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different. I was like, why is Malak so rough? And then why, why can't I tell which way is up? Well, it sounds like that's the way it's supposed to go for walleye fishing. Yeah. When it's rough, it's fun. I need to get some, uh, like a legit rain, rain set so I'm not worried to be wet up there. Because my rain suit right now is my uh, swim trunks. Frog togs, I'm telling yeah, you. That's my, rain, that's my rain suit. I, I've tried just about every rain suit out there. Um, my Bass Pro, or the 100 mile an hour suit is actually decent, but I, I'd check out the FXR stuff. It was pretty legit. Like, okay. the, like the, the motocross sto- ones? Yeah, they, yeah. they got some sweet stuff. They do. It's really nice. Cool. Is it FXR? FXR. Yeah. Yep. Snowmobile Company. Yeah, they're, I think they got a building up. I was in, thinking FVP. That's different. Oh, that's, Wait, that's, FXR, wasn't that the snowsuit all those years ago? Still is. They do a yeah. lot of like snow cross stuff. But I mean the ice fishing snowsuit. Yeah, they yeah. have like an ice fishing snowsuit. They got rain gear. They have sun shirts, everything now. Hmm. Let's check them out. Don't, they're not a sponsor of mine, but they actually have legit stuff. FXR. Yeah. Oh, I got to look into it. Yeah, I need to get it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to. I don't need a $500 rain suit. But I'd like one that's going to keep me yeah. legitimately dry. I always thought rain suits were for when it's raining. And I, then I found out that day, rain suits are for when the waves get so yeah, for rough. Yeah, wa- wavy. It blows off the top of the wave and you get soaked. Yeah. You know, the, the worst part about a rain suit is if it's like pouring, you can keep your head down, you're good. 
if you're driving and the rain's blowing you in the face, you're going to be soaking wet. I don't care what suit you have. No, it goes right in it there. Goes, it goes right down your chin, down your neck, and your Isn't chest. Isn't the worst and part, though, so. like it's hot? No, I don't. No, my, no. My, I have a Gore-Tex suit. Yeah, mine is too, and I've never been hot. Mm. To be honest with you, what I what I use on the motorcycle, it's it's very yeah, and it's it's completely porous wind wise. So I mean, it'll it'll cut the wind a little bit, but you don't get hot, and it's and you can smash it down super small. And yeah. I was probably getting I've been in some like, blacks when we were there just because I was getting nervous that like I was full on drown. like FBS rains, you know, like full body soakers, and that thing that thing it works. I know Larry uses frog targets, or he has them in his boat at least. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just agreeing with you, and then I realized that no one actually can see me yeah, and shrugging see my your, shoulders. Your, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how many more mice are in your truck right now. I, I hope that if there's any more, they're dead. If you get two in this trap, I'll pay 100 bucks. If like, I get one more out no, there? No, two. Like two, two at in the there. same time? Yep. Like they're oh. kissing? <laughs> I'm, I'm also surprised there's no like video camera on this podcast so people can see you guys. We, you know, if we can figure out a way to get uh, some more supporters or some more someone can help me clean out that back room. We would love to have video of this. Producer Tom just got to learn how to produce a little bit more. If anyone wants to work I Sunday just, morning at like four o'clock in the morning, four I think to, you, four you to do. eight. That's yeah, your right. shift. That's what I'll work. Yeah, that's your shift. <laughs> oh, he's giving me a dirty look. He does not like that one. <laughs> he didn't like that one at all. I've also heard about the table too. It's a quite quality table. <laughs> hey, you know what? Still Arm dressed. <laughs> Look at my free movement here. I, I'm rolling yes. here, guys. If you saw his microphone attached to his chair, it's take a picture. Pretty of this, entertaining. Put this is legit, right? Okay. We, we already is. got enough. We'll do it next time, okay? Because okay. we, we got enough uh, visual to enough go with this. roll. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we have to show Chris Messerschmitt's uh, trolling motor. Oh, kicker. you got that? Oh, like, I got pictures. Send that to send It was that pretty funny because he sent it to me in a Snapchat and I was laughing. I don't send that well, on video to or pictures of that out too often. I, I was kind of right, we'll like keep, laughing, we'll but then I was we'll like, what the hell happened? <laughs> we'll just let people like, visualize it. Yeah. yeah it oh, there's, like, there's people that, uh, that took pictures because it was up on shore and everybody's with their phones. Yeah, well, because it's what like, how, how amazing is this? Yeah. I've never seen that happen before. Stuff breaks. If you want to break stuff, go to Canada or tournament fish. If you really want to go stuff, try to tournament fish in Canada, everything would break. There you go. That's like the double whammy. It breaks in the metric system, though, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, exponentially <laughs> times yeah, to the thousandth. Yeah, yeah, but the, we're not, nothing smart's coming out of our mouths right now. But Let's hey, wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> there good. we go. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Thank Thanks you. for being here, Chris. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. We'll get this up sometime this week, right? What is this, four weeks in a row? Yeah. Love we're it. rolling four or five at least. Love so. it. Love it. Next week, maybe next week, we'll have some feet on ice. You think, John? Uh, probably not me. Not you. All right. Well, we're <laughs> building all these custom orders that are sitting here. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight, guys. We'll see you on the next episode of The Iceman. Bye.